In this bulletin, Victorians brace for further flooding as the Murray River threatens to break its banks. Australia and Singapore sign the first green economy deal. And in sport, Qatar set to host the 2023 Asian Cup after China withdraws. All the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Brooke Young. Communities in Victoria's north caught up in the flood emergency are preparing for the worst, with the Murray River likely to start peaking today. There are fears the river levels could exceed the 94.77 metres recorded during floods in 1993, and major flooding could once again cause damage to the town of Kerrang. Defence Force personnel are being deployed to support isolated communities in response to the disaster, which began after heavy downpours last week. Victoria's Premier Daniel Andrews says some residents who are stuck in their homes and cannot leave safely need support from rescue crews. Every member of the team all providing a single response and that's about support and safety uh, and we'll stand with these communities for as long as we have to uh, because once we get past this phase and the rain event toward the end of this week uh, we'll be back at it cleaning up, chasing that water as it uh, recedes, uh, making sure that uh, every member of the community is supported. Australia and Singapore have agreed on a green economy deal to boost cooperation on climate investment, financing and technology. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says it will help transition both economies to net zero emissions. The green economy agreement signals collective resolve to confront challenges as we transition our economies to net zero. It will support clean energy innovation, unlock business opportunities and create jobs and help deliver our emissions targets while positioning Australia as a renewable energy superpower. Singapore's Prime Minister, Lee Sien Long, says he's glad his country's first deal of this kind is with Australia. The first GA we are signing is with Australia. We're very happy at this. It's the world's first such agreement and it will support the transition of our countries to net zero emissions as well as create jobs and growth opportunities in green sectors and promote the development and commercialisation of green technologies. And heading overseas, delegates have spoken at China's 20th National Congress of the Communist Party of China, following a report presented by President Xi Jinping, which mapped out his ambitions to bring glory to the country through Chinese socialism. The delegates praised the communist leader and commended him for mixing socialism with Chinese characteristics. It comes only two months after a report from the United Nations said the CCP may have committed crimes against humanity regarding the Uyghur ethnic minority in the Xinjiang province. But one of the delegates, Musai Nagati, says all ethnic groups in Xinjiang felt very warm and very happy. General Secretary Xi Jinping pointed out in the report that unity is strength and unity can lead to victory. The sincere words have articulated the common aspirations of the officials and people of all ethnic groups in Xinjiang. The great motherland is prosperous and as a member of the big family of the motherland, we feel very warm and very happy. All the ethnic groups should remain closely united like the seeds of a pomegranate that stick together and work jointly to build Xinjiang into a more prosperous region so as to make our own contribution to realising the Chinese dream. Ukraine's nuclear operator says Russian shelling has again cut power to the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. The nuclear facility is Europe's largest and needs power for critical safety systems. When shelling severs its power supply lines, the plant is forced to rely on diesel generators, a temporary stopgap. 
In a farm located about 20 kilometres from the power plant, Larissa Ivanova is hard at work. No. The situation is tense, but we try to be optimistic. We are going to work more to help our Ukrainian forces, so things will be easier for them and easier for us. Every day there is shelling, a lot, but that does not affect our work because we have a goal and we will reach it. People are working, we do our job, but shells are still falling on the land, the garden, everywhere. I would like peace, of course. And in sport, the World Cup host nation Qatar has been chosen to replace China in staging next year's Asian Cup. The Asian Football Confederation announced that Qatar had beaten bids from South Korea and Indonesia to become the first country to host the Continental Championship tournament three times, having staged the event in 1988 and 2011. China had originally been scheduled to hold the tournament, but it relinquished hosting rights in May because of the country's COVID-19 restrictions. And that's your latest from the SBS Newsroom. More at midday. I'm Brooke Young.